Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of NFL DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, uh, as I am here every week, by Mike LaFemina uh, to break down our week uh, five action here. We're already in week five. My goodness, Mike, the uh, weeks are just rolling by here in NFL. Um, but yeah, week five coming up here. And as you were talking about before you came on here, lots of questionable people on this slate, right? Yeah, there's quite a bit of injury news that we're still waiting on as of Friday night when we're recording this. Um, and and it's a lot of impactful injuries, right? So, you know, we got the likes of T Higgins, who Mm -hmm. somehow still might play with a broken rib. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Jonathan Taylor returning back, possibly. Um, Jameer Gibbs, Javante Williams, Saquon, all questionable. Um, Amon Rai Sabrown looking like he's not going to be yeah, a he's go. he's doubtful. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we've, we've so, got Cooper Cup coming back, obviously. So, you know, Puka right. Nakua, we got to be worried about that situation. I've got some thoughts there on that game as well. But um, just to kind of reiterate to you guys out there, if you haven't tuned in for a while or – uh, this is your first time listening. First of all, welcome. Second of all, this is kind of more just like a primer show. Uh, we do record it on Friday night. Obviously, we change our minds quite a whole lot between <laughs> Friday night and Sunday kickoff at, at noon central for me. Um, but yeah, so if you do got if you guys do need some help as you get closer to kickoff and who do I you know put into my lineups, who do I take out of my lineups? Um, the DFS pass five bucks a month. Uh, Mike is in there answering questions. You know, we get a few questions here and there, but I would love to help you guys out there as well. So uh, go to sportsethos.com, load up that DFS pass for five bucks a month, and and just get it. Um, you get you get access to the pros here. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk about these games. Um, first of all, let's go ahead and just rock it with QB here. And I think really um, the only thing that we're not sure about in this uh, position here is Derek Carr, um, which I know you gave a little gross kind of noise when that happened, which uh, you know. Fair enough. Uh, I've got him in my 30 deep league, but he's not the mo- the sexiest uh, QB out there, that's for sure. So um, everyone else, you pretty much know who's in there. So who are you targeting here at QB on this slate? Well, as you guys know, if, if you've been following my work this year, I do like to spend down at quarterback yeah, typically. I'm excited but to talk about that with you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm still a little indecisive. Um what I'm going to do ultimately do this week, just because the spend down options, while there is some value there, it's pretty shaky. Um, for example, I, in the weekly write up that I do, I had a big long paragraph ready to go about why spending 5,200 on Josh Dobbs is totally viable for cash. Um, he's averaged 21. DraftKings 21.9 DraftKings points per games if you don't include week one when he was thrown into the starting position uh, three days before the season started and competitive uh, advantage yeah I remember that yeah exactly (laughs) yeah reasons unknown Um, you know and he's rushed for at least 40 yards in each one of the last three weeks Um, so it's there is some rushing side there but it there's also a lot of downside and things that can go wrong. And this is the first slate in a couple weeks where we've had Mahomes and Hertz available to us. Um, they're not super expensive. They're 8,200 8, and 8,000 respectively. Just it gets a little tough to fit in some of the high priced receivers that I'm looking for when you start your lineups that way. Um, yeah. Anthony Richardson 
is still only 7,000, which is like a happy medium. So that's something also I'm considering. Um, so it may, it may be one of those guys we'll, we'll see to be determined still. Yeah. Yeah. Spending up. Um, I don't think you can hurt. I don't think you're going to lose spending up obviously, but you know, you, you guys know me out there. I'm playing those big field, large field GPPs. Um, so I am a big fan of spending down on QB on this slate. And there's a, a few guys in the 5,000 ish range that I've got my eye on here that I think could, uh, provide really good value. And now, you know, first and foremost, uh, the guy I've already currently got in my lineup, Zach Wilson at 4,900. Uh, I mean, it's the Jets. They're going against the Denver Broncos. That's the biggest thing here. Um, we just saw, you know, what Justin Fields did against the Broncos, just picked him apart and looked like an absolute, uh, you know, NFL QB, even though he hasn't uh, through the first, you know, three weeks of the season, at least. I mean, the fourth week was okay, but um, but week five, uh, he just absolutely decimated that team. So, um, so I do like Zach Wilson here. Zach looked, um, you know, obviously very competent in his last outing. Uh, you know, not going to probably wow you, but the, the big thing here is that he does have obviously Garrett Wilson as his, uh, you know, wide receiver one and Garrett Wilson is just absolutely incredible. So, um, so I do like, you know, playing some Zach Wilson here. Uh, this is again, this is a GPP play. Cause I think a lot of people are going to gravitate. We'll talk more about it when we get to our bees, but it's going to gravitate towards Brees Hall with the uh, news that they're going to lift his, uh, you know, his snap count there. So I think this is a nice pivot here in GPPs to, instead of going to that uh, running back that everyone's going to have to go to the QB and uh, wide receiver that probably not a lot of people are going to have, but a couple other guys I want to kind of pick your brain about as well. So tell me about Zach Wilson when you get a chance here, but some of the guys I'm looking at, that are exactly the same price, 4,900. Um, and, and they're not good. I don't think they're amazing options or anything like that, but Tannehill and, and Ritter are both 4,900 as well. And they both jump out to me. Ritter playing against the uh, Texans and then Tannehill playing against those Colts uh, who do struggle to, you know, guard the pass, um, the passing game. So, um, what do you think of those three guys? Are those viable options here in a GPP, or um, do you think I should start looking elsewhere? Uh, for GPPs, Wilson and Tannehill, I think, are certainly viable. Uh, Ritter, I'm, I'm not, so, not much. so much on there. Um, I, I had high hopes for him coming into the season, but it's they've quickly been – I've been disheartened by him so far. So, um yeah, still too exp- – like, I'm not going there. Against Houston's been competent on defense. Um, you know, you, you laid out the case that for Zach Wilson, which I think is totally viable, and Tannehill, um, if, you, if you want to stack him with, like, DeAndre Hopkins and bring yeah. it back with uh, Michael Pittman or something yeah. like that, that's something that I could definitely see doing, even if you want – go crazy and maybe double stacking with Chig and DeAndre Hopkins. That's, that's a route you could go, go, excuse me. Um, If you're going to spend down a quarterback, you could definitely do worse. He's definitely going to be low owned. um, So it's a good way to get unique in lineups for sure. Yeah. I I think, yeah. Again, I I played the large and and let me tell you, and how did you do last week, Mike? Let me ask that. How did you do last week in your lineups? Uh, so my cash game lineups yeah. went 46 and four in head to head matchups. Yeah. Um, so Mike crushed it. Uh, that's all I want to say. That's all I want to get out of there. Uh, me, not so much. I went and played another guy that I'm again this week for, for as much as is going to pain me. Uh, I think I'm going to probably pop a lineup out there out with Joe Burrow. Um, sitting at 6,200. Uh, didn't look good. One week, right? I know he's going to have that giant week and I just don't yeah. want to miss it. 
um, because it's going to happen. I know I was actually looking at his uh, over 1.5 uh, throwing touchdown prop because it was actually plus money in the last game. And I took it, I believe it was, or maybe it was just like maybe minus 105 or something like that. But um, it, it's still, it's like minus 115 now for him to throw two touchdowns or more. So people aren't like necessarily buying into, um, you know, him being, you know, just not healthy entirely, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, he hasn't looked great, but like you said, I think there's got to be at least one game here. And you're playing Arizona, so um, if there's a good get-right spot here, this could be a good, a good one for the Bengals. So uh, I do like me some some Joe Burrow as well in some GPP lineups. I think in cash, you'd have to be absolutely insane to play him because there's other guys that are slightly more expensive than him that are much more safer, uh, much much safer. So I'm, I'm not going to go with uh, uh, Burrow in a cash lineup at all. Um, let's talk about the running back position, though. Um Give me, uh, you know, what are you looking at here? Because there's quite a few ways that we can go with this. Obviously, like you said, Jameer Gibbs, we're waiting on some information there, waiting to see if uh, Saquon Barkley can play. He's been a limited participant in practice. So, um, obviously, uh, uh, we've got Jonathan Taylor coming back. So, Zach Moss, that kind of takes him off the board. I mean, things are just shuffling in this position here. So, where, where are you looking at? Yeah, so I have to, I guess... Um bend the knee a little bit and just accept that Devon is he's just going to be that guy, you know, I guess so. um, <laughs> I have to take my uh, lumps there too. You know, yeah. I even like, I wanted to hate on the performance last week and say, Oh, it was only on uh, 12 touches. And he may just be that super uber efficient guy that only needs 10 to 15 touches a game and gets it done for you. 6,100 is still too cheap for the upside he provides, especially against uh, the artist formerly known as the Giants defense, <laughs> uh, which has just been absolutely putrid so far this year. And uh, obviously the past two weeks we've seen what HN can do in the game. Um, I, I probably wouldn't expect a multi-touchdown game, but he's he's getting some passing down work. He's going to get eight to 12 carries and be efficient on those carries. Yeah. Um, so for 6,100, he's probably, he's close to a, a plug and play for me in cash. Yeah. I like that call. Who else are you looking at there at the running back position? Uh, so others considered David Montgomery, even if Gibbs plays, yeah. he's just he completely goal line work, you know, goal line work yeah. based on work. He's even, Sprinkled in some passing game work too, yeah, yeah. Uh, which we didn't see coming. Yeah. Carolina's defense is not exactly anything that's going to get me off of playing Montgomery um, at home in a game they're favored in. So there should be some positive game script in that. Uh, so Montgomery is certainly an option. Bijan at only 7,700 is certainly enticing given his role continues to expand um his work in the passing game on a ppr site like DraftKings, right is is always appealing and like i said under 8k for that uh joe mixon's role continues to be one of the best roles in the league going against this arizona team which you know has kept games competitive i'll give them credit for that for sure that you know they beat the cowboys they had a huge lead on the Giants. They took Washington down to the wire. They even were mildly in the game against San Francisco last week until towards the end. 
so Joe Mixon is certainly in play for me as well. Um, you mentioned Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. I'm just I saw those reports, but I'm still you know they they <laughs> no paid Dalvin Cook a, a ton of money. Yeah. I saw Salah saying that you know they want to get Lazard work, they want to get Wilson work, they want to get they have three stud tight ends in <laughs> in his uh, so. Well, I would love personally for them to just give the reins to Brees Hall. They're just not going to tell Delvin Cook to go away after paying him $8 million to come in this year. So um, the only limit, like hesitation I would have on playing Hall would be the volume that he's going to get this week. I'm probably more likely to play him in a tournament than in, in a cash game scenario. Surprised me a little bit because there is so much talk about, you know, obviously, in case you missed it, Robert Salas said um, that he's no longer on a pitch count. So, therefore, he, he may be getting more of the workload. Um, that's just speculation. We don't know. Um, coaches say a whole heck of a lot of things, and they don't always come uh, to fruition. And, you know, it sounds like um, Saleh was on, you know, one of those kicks where he's just kind of giving all of his guys some kudos and trying to pump them up, which is, you know, they had a nice win. Um, so good, good for them. Or no, sorry, they didn't win. They they lost, but uh, it was a nice game either way. A nice showing um, where they lost by three to the to the Chiefs. So, um, you know, can we buy it completely? I don't know, but I do expect him to be pretty highly owned on this slate, to be honest. So, um, I think for that reason alone, especially in GPPs, he's a fade for me. Um, and I had him in my first you know iteration of this lineup, but like you already mentioned, two of the guys I, I slipped in there, and I'm I'm going with some you know some of the more rock solid guys. I feel like aren't going to let me down. So I've got Montgomery and I've got Bijan Robinson in there. I just feel like, you know, safe floor um, ceiling, especially if Gibbs doesn't play uh, for Montgomery, that's a big ceiling there. And then for, for Bijan, um, the ceiling's always there. I mean, he's going to break a, a big game at some point. Um, it just hasn't quite happened yet. Um, but yeah, I love all that work in the area he's getting in, in like sets PPR scoring. So, um, so I think those two guys plugging them in. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Another kind of thing we're keeping an eye on here is uh, Ramondre Stevenson, um, you know, might not play, which is this is questionable with a thigh injury. So um, is Ezekiel Elliott someone that you might consider firing up against this, uh, you know, kind of stout Saints defense here? Yeah. Pass. <laughs> no, not, not happening. <laughs> 4,700 for him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. And one more question before we move on to wide receivers here. But Saquon Barkley, 8,100. I'm so tempted um, because I know how important he is to this Giants team, and he looked so good in his last game uh, when he was out there. Um, and obviously, you know, this is this is a tournament play. Um, you know, it's a guy coming back from from an injury, and we don't know if he's close to 100. percent But uh, you know, against that, it's, it's going to be a high scoring game probably against that Miami uh, defense. I mean, I don't know. Saquon looks kind of kind of nice for me as a tournament play. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I like. I don't usually worry about if a guy gets ruled in. Um, I, that's burned me in the past, right? Like T. Higgins has been ruled in before and then had zero targets thrown to yeah. him in the past. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, if a guy is healthy enough to play, especially a stud like a Barkley, mm. and it's it's running back, right? So you can't really use him as the decoy like you can in the receiving position. Right. I'm, I'd be comfortable putting him in my lineup if if you had interest in him for sure. Yeah, 8100. I think he is the highest uh, running back on the slate yes. here. Yeah, he is. So um, I'm definitely not like reaching any bargain bins there, but I think uh, 
ownership, I might I might wait out there on the ownership piece of it. All right, let's talk about wide receivers. And again, you know, guys, if you haven't already, you like what we're putting down, go ahead and like the the you know. Um, Sorry, the audio. <laughs> like the podcast that you're listening to. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Uh, go subscribe to our YouTube channel too. It's it's Sports Ethos uh, on YouTube. We do some awesome stuff there, like the uh, Fancy Roadshow guys putting out all their amazing content for football. Um, all right, wide receivers. You already mentioned one of them that I really like on this site here, and and I've got quite a few. So I'm gonna let you start though. Uh, what are the uh, wide receivers you're eyeing here? So it begins with Tyreek Hill. This is um, a very, very juicy matchup. We know the ceiling that Tyreek Hill has. He has a good floor as well. So it's just a perfect marriage of floor combo ceiling going in an excellent matchup. Even when games have gotten away from the opponent for Miami, usually it's at the hands of Tyreek Hill, and he's still been able to uh, put up quite a bit of fantasy points for us to get to get there. Um, Justin Jefferson is also in a great spot in a game that's going to – they're certainly going to be pushed offensively, right? You would think uh, with KC going there, starting the jail on offense. Uh, so Justin Jefferson at 94. And so this is kind of what I was talking about when I mentioned that you know, it, it's nice to be able to plug in Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, but you know, if you there's scenarios where you could get Tyreek Hill and Jefferson in your lineup with even with a a Dobbs, a, a Daniel Jones, as I understand, if you don't want to go there, even with Rich, like if, even if you get up to Richardson, you're probably cutting it down to one of these guys. Um, some less obvious plays, I guess, because um, Obviously, recommending the top two priced guys on the board is not, you know, all that thought-provoking here. Um, Khalif Raymond, if Amon Ross St. Brown gets ruled out, still waiting on the – so it looks like Josh Reynolds is going to play. You know, he's 4,200. He's he's certainly in consideration. Um, Wondell Robinson is – the absolute minimum at $3,000, which is just a misprice. He's going to be, you know, a lock in my cash game. Just he doesn't have to hardly do anything to pay off that price tag. We've seen his role grow in the past couple of weeks since he's returned. Um, and we saw he and Jalen Hyatt started to ascend in playing time. He was, uh, he was uh, got the second most routes on the Giants last week in what they had to throw it 50 something times because uh, they were getting smacked around, which could happen again this week. Um, so, t- you know, 10 DraftKings points for a guy close to the line of scrimmage, getting short receptions from Daniel Jones. Obviously there's not a huge ceiling with Wondell Ro- Robinson, but we can get that elsewhere in our lineup and just get those short receptions Daniel Jones is going to be under duress, get the ball out quick to Wondale Robinson, you know, five catches, 45 yards, and maybe like a rush or two to get another point, gets us up to 10 points, very attainable, and for $3,000, easy click for me. I think you're on mute, Keith. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say I think uh, I think Wandale uh, Robinson's gonna be uh, very highly owned, so that's the only reason I'm not playing him in tournament. Uh, I'm gonna go a few different directions here. I'm looking at uh, Michael Wilson at 3,700. Um, feels like we're maybe chasing a little bit here, but I mean, 12.4 points in, in uh, oh, I'm sorry, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. Uh, 8.6 points in week two, 10.6 points in week three, 26.6 points in week four. He's at 3,700. Um, don't really feel like he has to do a whole lot more than he's already done um, to, you know, get a, get us a price point there. Um, you know, obviously uh, what makes me worry is he just had a really big game. So maybe people do stack up on him a little bit. So I like your Khalif Raymond uh, call there because I think people will naturally gravitate towards Josh Reynolds. Um, so I think Khalif Raymond will, will go under owned, but he'll probably um, fill in, you know, some of that space that uh, Amon Ra St. Brown will be leaving behind because Amon Ra is uh, doubtful. So I'm, I'm guessing he's not going to play here. Uh, but you actually, you actually mentioned probably my favorite, uh, one of my favorite guys that I'm spending up on here on the slate is uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, you know, against that Tennessee defense, we all know he had to throw against that Tennessee defense. Um, you know, absolutely think that Anthony Richardson has showed the, the ability to do that all season. Uh, you know, the the one thing that we don't know is how is the addition of Jonathan Taylor potentially. Uh, going to you know affect what they do on the offensive end you know is it going to take away um, some passing downs is it going to take away um, some targets I mean it's probably not going to take away targets from from Pittman but uh, you know there's another mouth to feed there so obviously that beats me a little bit wary but at the same time I really do feel like that's uh, an interesting game to target here and I do feel like it's going to be um, both teams you know kind of moving the ball through the air here uh, and obviously Pittman has been a target machine um, this whole season um i don't see i don't think that's changing i really don't think that's changing so uh, i do like michael Pittman here um i just actually swapped in uh you know jamar chase because i was talking about uh you know maybe going to uh some of these Bengals and you know 7900 for jamar chase i feel like um not going to be super highly owned on this slate um i'm interested also um and i'm curious to hear your thoughts on this mike and puka nakua at 7700 i mean obviously we've got cup coming in um and that probably is going to take some targets from from nakua but i mean they're playing the eagles and the eagles have not been great against the past this season so far so um what are your thoughts there on, on that on the rams in general so from a cash game perspective it's an easy avoid for me just because we don't yeah know exactly what that role is going to be anymore I still think he's going to have a role Um, he's been playing mostly on the outside which allows Cooper Cup to slot in and be in the slot Um, but we just don't he's not going to get the same target volume right that he has been getting yes they're probably going to be trailing and needing to throw but um it's it's kind of a wait and see for me. If you want to take a shot on it in tournaments, I he's going to be low owned. I'm seeing him well under 10% in ownership. So that's, you know, it, it's worth a dart throw um, if you want to go, because Stafford's cheap enough where you could go yeah. him and Puka um, and then bring it back with like A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith if you want. Um, but yeah. it's a no for me for now. Uh, same with cup. I, I I just want to see it first. Um, if it, like if you're playing in a, in a huge player pool or huge tournament, I, I have no qualms with it, but if you're in like a single entry or three max or cash game, uh, 
it's a stay away for me. Yeah, Cooper Cup, um, eighty six hundred, still very very pricey for a guy that's. I mean, they think he's not going to be limited in his first game back, but I mean, he had a soft tissue injury. He's older. Yeah. I I just I don't see him not being limited in some <laughs> way here. Um, but yeah, that Rams uh, Eagles game is one of the uh, or it's the second highest scoring on the slate so far according to DraftKings. So um, I do feel like you know those guys are going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of Eagles um, receivers that are going to be targeted here. So AJ Brown. Uh, Devonta Smith, um, you know, those are the guys that you're going to see probably in a lot of a lot of lineups. So um, I was that's what the first like I had was the one you mentioned where I had um, uh, Stafford and I had Nakua and then I, I ran it back with Devonta Smith. But uh, yeah. I've won a different direction from there. But I do think that's that's absolutely viable uh, in a tournament. Absolutely. So. Um, all right. Let's move on here to tight ends, our favorite, of course, because we love them. <laughs> so, uh, okay, are, are you just playing Kelsey? I mean, uh, you not make getting too cute with it? Are you playing Hawkinson? What, what, are, what are you going with here? <laughs> um, I'd love to get to Kelsey. I'm yeah. trying to figure out how, how to do it. It's um, yeah. It's like you got to just treat him like a wide receiver at this point. Um, if I don't go that Root Sam Laporta is certainly catching my eye, especially without Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, some people, you know, I think people will gravitate towards Khalif Raymond um, and Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've seen Sam Laporta be a consistent target earner. Uh, and he, his route tree kind of, meshes with what Amon Ross and Brown does typically, you know, Khalif Raymond's a downfield guy that doesn't really Amon Ross and Brown being out doesn't really affect him too much, you know, other than routes, he's going, he, he may get some additional routes. Um, so, but I wish he was a little cheaper report about it's maybe just me being selfish, trying to jam him <laughs> into a lineup. Um, now Zach Ertz again went back like after I recommended him and he had two targets he went back to being yep. the target hog again last week so that's three out four weeks that we've seen Zach Ertz get double digit uh, targets and for thirty five hundred yeah it is okay I know <laughs> just making sure just making sure <laughs> so those are probably the three highest owned guys if you wanted to go you know tournaments um, Jonu Smith is actually had yeah. some decent games recently and appears to be the tight end of preference in Atlanta. I poo-pooed Ritter earlier, um, but he has shown no issues getting the ball to Johnu Smith lately. Former Arthur Smith pairing over in Tennessee for Johnu. Um, the other interesting one I, for a tournament would be Dallas Goddard to me, just because he's, He's ha- he's got the coach speak going this week with Sirianni mentioning, "Hey, we gotta get Goddard going. That's kind of on me. That we got we gotta find ways to get him the ball because, you know, from what I've seen, they haven't done anything different this year um, on Philly's offense. But he just has been kind of quiet. Um, so it's more of a tournament play just because there is a lot of downside there with Goddard from what we've seen this year from them. But, um, you know, in a tournament, it's a good way to get different from people stacking AJ Brown and Devonta Smith with Hertz. If you want to start with Hertz. Yeah. And I do think that's going to be, um, 
you know, somewhat popular. I like all those, all those, you know, calls you made it makes me feel comfortable because I feel like that's where most people are going to go. Of course, you know me, I'm going crazy. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go towards Tyler Higby uh, at 4,100. And I know, I know it's a little crazy here. Uh, well, it's not crazy. So let me explain. Um, obviously, this is a guy we've all been big on the last few weeks because no Cooper Cup. He's been getting peppered with targets, right? Um, but now Cooper Cup's coming back. So obviously the theory here is that everybody's going to be off of him in max exodus here. Um, the ownership's going to be very low. I do still think that he's going to get targets, and I do still think I, I would put money on him getting a red zone target in a high scoring game uh, against the Eagles. So all I need him to do is you know maybe catch two or three passes, get me 30, 40 yards, and get me a touchdown. And um, I think he can easily you know uh, outscore even, you know, even a Laporte or something like that. If Laporte doesn't find the end zone, um, it could very well happen. So, so that's where I'm trying to get my edge here. Um, I don't think it's absolutely insane to go Higby, um, but I do think it's going to be, uh, a lot of people are, are off of him because of Cooper cup coming back. Um, so that's why I'm going that direction. Let, let's talk, um, defenses. There's, there's real, a few oh, real quick, Keith, yeah. before we, um, if, if you want to completely punt the position, with Fryermuth probably being out, yeah. you could go to Darnell Washington, who's the stone minimum at 2,500. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath because even Fryermuth has been getting virtually no targets yeah. in this offense. <laughs> yeah. um, he had four targets week one, one target week two, four targets week three, had a couple before getting injured um, in week four there. So, but you know, highly, they invested in him in the draft, showed out at Georgia last year. Um, so he's got the profile of somebody that could go off, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it's a sneaky smash play or anything. Um, but I think you could do worse than paying for the minimum for a starting tight end. Yeah. And uh, and good call there. Yeah, I was actually looking at that and I forgot to ask you about it. But yeah, that that's a good call there with uh, no fire muth. Uh, but like you said, I think I think for me it's you know you got to play the you, you got to play the um, situation more so than the player, right? It, when you come to this kind of situation, like I mean, obviously when Kelsey was out, we had Noah Gray come in. We still have a, a giant you know good situation there for Noah Gray, and he did perform in the in week one. Uh, he caught a touchdown pass if I remember correctly. So. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that you're looking for with those replacement players. But like you said, in, in the Steelers offense, well, first of all, nothing's working. But second of all, uh, they can't seem to, to find the uh, tight end in there at all. So I, I, I'm going to stay away from that there. But uh, but I do think, you know, obviously, like you said, if you're just punting the position, not looking for a whole lot, saves you a whole lot of salary. All right. Let's talk about defenses. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and just launch into what I've got here in front of me. And I like both both sides of this, honestly. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, but I'm going with the Patriots defense against mm. the Saints. Uh, obviously, Derek Carr questionable. Um, if he, I, I really, I don't really don't care. If he doesn't play, I get Jameis Winston, who's going to probably throw it all, uh, deep a lot and uh, hopefully throw some interceptions. If it's uh, Derek Carr, gosh, that looked bad last week. So um, you know, I'm not too concerned if he does play. Um, I still think they're going to struggle to score, put up points against this, uh, you know, Patriots defense, and. They are Belichick's just absolutely incredible at shutting down, um, you know, star wide receivers. So um, I think you know you take a lobby out of that offense too. I think they're going to be able to neutralize them pretty effectively. Um, so yeah, I, I love the Patriots defense here. It's 3100 on DraftKings, uh, one of the cheapest ones out there too. Um, so 
you really can't talk me off of them. And like I said, I still like the Saints there, but since the uh, Patriots are, I feel like they're going to shut down Olave. I feel like there's there's more of a game script there for them to succeed than the Saints is. But I can see playing the Saints at 3,000 as well. So that, that's that's my game right there. I'm going with either one of those two defenses. Talk me out of it or talk me into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are, you know, two ones that I am considering. I I might go Saints just to save the $600. Um, there's nothing from Mac Jones in that offense that we have seen that leads me to believe that we need to be worried about a lot of points being put up um, against the Saints. They're certainly viable for enough sacks and a, and a couple interceptions. Um, I am kind of leaning towards the Titans at 2,400 just as a safe. Like, that's too cheap for that good of a defense. Mm. Um, you know, we don't know what we're going to get out of Jonathan Taylor if he does play. If if he doesn't, um, Zach Moss is done well enough in the role that he's been given. Um, but this is one of the best run defenses in the league who may be able to neutralize Richardson's best ability a little bit. Um, I did, you know, I've had heard some counters to that, um, that he may be just be able to eat, beat them through the air, which we'll see, you know, he's done good, but um, it's something I'm willing to take a shot on at 2,400 because they're, there is some disaster potential still there, even though he's been awesome and I'm considering him in cash. Um, just 2400s too cheap for a fantasy defense that hasn't scored less than five points uh, other than when they played the Chargers. And the Colts, while better than expected on offense, still aren't the talent that the Chargers are, for sure. Um, Steelers are a little too cheap. I know there it's been a little gross there, um, but, <laughs> you know, still dealing with some offensive line issues there on Baltimore. I was heavy. I was planning on being heavy in Cleveland's defense last week until um, things changed and we had DTR starting and I actually pivoted to Baltimore's defense instead uh, for an extra 400. But um, I think the Steelers are viable if you want to go to that direction too. And on the other side, I mean, it's the first number. It's the most expensive defense on the on the slate. But the Ravens at forty two hundred. You know, you're playing a Steelers team without uh, Fryermuth, and they've got a banged up Kenny Pickett. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of a safe play. Um, if you got the cash to do it, you know, for cash, I think I think that's fine. Um, for Dolphins. Yeah, and the Dolphins. Yeah, I think the Dolphins are good against the Giants too. The Giants have just been so. So incredibly bad up front, and they just can't get any any space for for Daniel Jones. So I mean, they gave up ten sacks last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, and that, that Dolphins and that Dolphins defense is no joke. They're they're really good. So um, I could see them absolutely smashing it too. Thirty six hundred for them. So you got quite a few good uh, options there on defense. Let's talk about our favorite games though here, Mike. Um, you know, talk to me about which game you're most excited to watch. I mean, it could be fantasy or or real life uh, angle, whatever you feel like, but. What's a storyline you're kind of watching here this weekend? This KC-Minnesota game, obviously that's kind of an easy one to say just because um, I think that's going to be high scoring, a lot of a lot of action in there. Um, but I am interested to see what this Rams team looks like 
with integrating Cooper Cup back. Does that limit some targets that Kyron Williams has been getting out of the backfield? What does Puka Nakua look like? Um, do, does that mean the end of seeing Van Jefferson this year as somebody who's on the field? Or do we see Tutu Atwell get squeezed a little bit for targets? Um, I think he's played well enough that he should be able to stay on the field um, over Van Jefferson. But um, we shall see about that. Um, so those are probably my two favorite from an intriguing standpoint. Um, I think the Carolina-Detroit game has some potential uh, for tournaments to kind of go off. As we, Whatever it is about Detroit, <laughs> in Detroit. The Lions. <laughs> yeah. They're, whatever, whenever they're at Ford Field, it's, yeah. I've heard some people refer to it as the Coors field of the NFL. Um, so <laughs> yeah. just lots of points going up there. Not that Carol, I, you know, if Andy Dalton was playing in this game, I'd be way more excited about the potential of this, yeah. The, yeah. this game going nuclear. Um, but Bryce James liked, has not looked good at yeah, all. So, it, but you know, maybe he's going to, you know, show some signs, some improvement as the year goes on. Um, he hasn't looked as bad as like uh, I, I used to have to watch Caping Down play uh, quarterback. So like there, there's been worse quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Like no right. no no knock on him. He's definitely uh, better than some that I've seen. But yeah, it's been um, it's been definitely a difficult road uh, to start the season for him. Um, I, I think most most interesting for me here is the uh, I'm really interested in watching the Jets. Um, and, and I've been following them. You know, I, I've watched every single game since week one for whatever reason. It just so happens to be uh, on at the time that I can watch it. Um, and it, I, obviously they're playing the Broncos, so it's not a huge game for them or anything by any means. But I think, you know, sitting on a 1-3 record when you had Super Bowl aspirations to start the season, I think there's just so much um, that's just in the air there. And I think, you know, a win will do them well. I want to see what Zach Wilson looks like. That's obviously the biggest number one thing for me. Um, can he continue to make smart throws and make quick throws because that offensive line is not giving him any time uh, really to, to, to get in his feet set and, and throw the ball deep. So um, can he make Garrett Wilson, you know, uh, everyone's saying Garrett Wilson is now a wide receiver one again. Um, just because someone has a good game, that doesn't mean that I, I think there's still going to be struggles for the jets, obviously. So, um, you know, if he's more in a wide receiver two, three area, is he, is he wide receiver one now? That's something I'm looking at as well. And obviously the last one here is Brees Hall. Um, and, and, you know, what is taking that those snap counts up or, or whatever they're going to do with him? What does that look like? You know, what, what does that comment translate into? Um, does he actually have a bigger workload, a bigger part of the offense? Um, you know, for the Broncos side, I really don't care. The Broncos aren't very good. They're, they're probably going to lose uh, this game, I would I would imagine. Uh, they should have lost against the Bears. They didn't. Uh, it is what it is. The Bears suck, too. I get it. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, not too excited about the Broncos side. But uh, the Jets side, I am excited to see some stuff there. Uh, all right. Any uh, other observations from the site in, in total before we head on out of here, Mike? Yeah, I just think we're starting to see some value open up in the wide receivers. Um, I think we reviewed a good amount of them in the three under $5,000 range. You know, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, Wondell Robinson, uh, just off the top of the head stick out. Um, even like... I wouldn't stack the game or anything like that, but Michael Thomas is only 4,900. Yeah. And if Carr is in there, 
he's got a better route tree for what Belichick's probably going to try and take away Alave, right? So a lot of short, intermediate throws going his way. I could see some targets. Um, even like Rasheed Rice is yeah. getting a bigger role every week. Um, somebody's got to step up and be that guy for the our trusted receiving option from a Holmes. Um, yeah. I thought it was going to be Sky Moore coming into the year. It just it hasn't happened yet. Rasheed Rice has been able to find the end zone a couple times already. He's only 36. Uh, Josh Downs is only 3,700. He's completely viable as well as a slot option for Anthony Richardson. Um, even someone like Calvin Austin at 3,500 has seen a few targets in the slot with Deontay Johnson out. So um, you mentioned Michael Wilson. Yeah. Uh, the Houston guys, Robert Woods and Tank Dell's still under 5,000. So like I said, there's Tyler Boyd. 4,500 is stepping up into the number two role. I'm under I'm under the assumption that Higgins isn't going to play. I I saw that he's trying to practice and is going to yeah. try and cut it out, but a broken rib is tough to play with. So, and we've seen Boyd step up in that role. He's been in that offense for years and years now. Um, he's familiar with Joe Burrow. Burrow's familiar with him. So, um, you know. It's, it's just where you want to spend your money up on and picking where you want to spend down on still figuring that out. And we'll get more clarity Sunday morning. So, yeah, we absolutely will. We'll be following that. Obviously follow the blurb feed uh, at sportethos.com. We blurb things out as they happen. We have all the news covered for you guys seven days a week. It's fantastic. And, um, you know, we'll stay abreast of that situation as well and get that DFS pass uh, from sportethos.com. Come talk to us and we'll help you set your lineups as we get that new information and swap our lineups up. So uh, I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, uh, or X, whatever you want to call it, at, at Ethos Keith, at Ethos Keith. And Mike, where can people find you and your work, my friend? On Twitter at MLFM10, M-L-A-F-E-M, number 10. Um, and, you know, posting in that Discord that Keith mentioned often, Whenever there's a showdown slate, we're we're talking showdowns, captain's strategy in there Sunday morning, talking roster construction, way I'm leaning in GPPs and cash game mainstays if there's been any changes to the DFS write-up that should be out tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, even getting PGA back in the swing here, getting some PGA content. So all gravy, man. Oh, yeah, and Mike does a fantastic job there. I know he's posted some of his winners. I've had some good winners on the Pickums as well. We'll have those out for you this week as well. And I know our Re- Re- Fantasy Roadshow guys, just a quick shout-out to those guys, just hit a plus 8,500 parlay that they gave out during their pregame. So that was pretty awesome as nice. well if you guys if you guys tailed that. So, uh, yeah, sportsethos.com, go check it out. Until next time, guys, hey, go get that money. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. 
There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.